said, like, I need to stay in Puerto Rico. Do the change in Puerto Rico. Right now, we are selling or developing a organic fertilizer made only of this very coffee ground. I already had a farm. We love to work on the land, our culture. And we're like, how can we mix what we like with what we love? And it took two years developing this idea because okay. it was doing the research, yeah. finding the partners, doing the collaboration with the different coffee shops to them to give us the, the raw material. Are you dreaming about Europe or are you more dreaming about USA? Uh, how is it going? Oof. For me, it was Asia. Asia? <laughs> Asia. <laughs> I love. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Global Youth Chronicle, the podcast where the vibrant voices of young students from around the world come together to share their international experiences, navigating into social relationships and the inspiring stories of success and resilience that arise from their journey. GYC Podcast is there to ignite your curiosity, inspire your spirit, and celebrate the global youth perspective. Sit comfortably and enjoy. Hello, guys. Welcome for the third episode of Global Use Chronicle. I wanted to thank you, a big, big thank you for everyone who support us with the podcast. Uh, every feedback that we have from you, they are really nice. Today, I have a, a special guest. We are again traveling. Y lo podemos empezar en español para ser un poquito más confortable. Y de Brasil hasta Suiza. Y hoy estamos todo en Puerto Rico. <laughs> so, Ninoshka, thank you. Thank you to be there. Thank you for inviting me here, Augusta. <laughs> it's really nice. I, I really, uh, for the people who, who doesn't speak Spanish, so I, as you can see, I, I speak Spanish also <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I was saying that we were traveling uh, since this few episodes, so it's the third one. We are really at the beginning um, of this podcast, but we travel a lot from different culture, different background. And yes, today I'm really happy because you are the first woman of the podcast. And I really appreciate it. It was really important for me to have, you know, this mixed also. Presenting today a strong woman to you. <laughs> how do you feel today? Oh, I feel very excited and very happy to be here with you. Like to talk about life and our experience, international experiences. And also I know um, you talked to me about the podcast and I was like super excited. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, why not do it? So let's record it. <laughs> yeah, guys, we... It, It's it's since I since I started the podcast, um, yeah. Every time I find someone interesting or whatever, I always try to hey, would you like uh, to make an episode with me? Uh, so I'm making my own promotion <laughs> on the school. So again, guys, um, we are with someone from Nova, um, not the Portuguese, but from Nova. We are now sharing the same journey uh, in the master entrepreneurship, uh, impact and innovation. So maybe um, we. We can start with a, a, an easy, easy subject. Uh, why Portugal? Wow, that's a good question. I came here for my first time, like in Europe, whole Europe. My first country was Portugal. So I came here for my first time for a UN Ocean Conference. And it was here at Nova. Like they divided the conference first with a hackathon. Here at Nova, it was a spectacular one week with different people from the world, Mozambique, Italy, Portuguese people, 
And then I stay another week for the UN official ocean conference that it was on Lisboa. And I fell in love. Like I went back to Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico. And I, when I talked to my mom, I was like, Ma, I want to go back to Portugal. <laughs> I fell in love. Then my mom saw my photos and we came back on December of that same year to Portugal. And she was like, I know why you fell in love to okay. Portugal. So she came back with you? Yeah, she came back with me. Oh. That's the cool history of everything. And then I saw about the master. I really wanted to do a master on social impact. I was like, I'm going to apply here. And that's how I came back. Ah, oh, really nice story. So it was your first trip in Europe, right? Yes. Okay. Did you <laughs> were like uh, anxious? What What is the, uh, from Puerto Rico, uh, it's, it's a kind of American more culture. Uh, what is the the dream for you as a as a young uh, as a young like teenager? Are you dreaming about Europe or are you more dreaming about USA? Uh, how is it going? Oof, for me, it was Asia. Asia, <laughs> Asia. I love Asia. I have gone to different places on Asia, Thailand. I fell in love with Thailand okay. too. Like the culture is different than I went to Latin America. And for me, Europe was in the in-between of then when I went to Asia, Latin America, I wanted to go to Europe. And that's when the opportunity came. So for me, it's not like I want the American style or dream like to stay in the yeah. U.S. and go to this ice, cool Iceland. No, I want to explore the world, explore the culture, explore the people. Yeah, that's that's pretty, pretty good, actually. Um, for my part, I don't have this uh, dreaming about Asia. <laughs> uh, but you, you remind me about my sister. She she was like studying in uh, Singapore and yeah, she was traveling a lot uh, around uh, Asia, uh, Indonesia, Malaysia, okay. all, all the country uh, across and she really enjoyed it. Now, uh, when she came home, she's kind of uh, uh, Asian. <laughs> she's eating uh, weird right. Asian stuff. Nah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. But I try. I, I give a shot. Uh, yeah, I, I I will maybe more uh, like the the burger than the than the rice and <laughs> <Okay>. the soup. <laughs> I understand. But yeah, but well, I think for us in Europe, I don't know anymore. But for many years, we had this American dream. You know, mm. it was the American dream. You know, starting from scratch, self-made. -made. You go in U.S., everything is like possible. Everything can happen. And yeah, I think that we were more on this. Um, actually, I need to go. I've never been, but I need to go. I need to go there. Have you, have you ever been? Yeah, I've been to the U.S. Like, I have part of a family live there, but I have always lived in Puerto Rico, never in the U.S. And I think that's, like, some sort of different perspective we have on the same culture of Puerto Rico. Like, some people want to go to the U.S., want to live in the U.S., and there are, there are some people that I want to gain experience in different places of the world, same yeah. as me, <laughs> and come back to Puerto Rico and do the change. Like, we have half, like, literally half of Puerto Ricans want to go back to Puerto Rico and the other half, like, stay in Puerto Rico and go yeah. explore the world. Do you, do you have this, um, how can I say, this close uh, feeling about the this island? I mean that... Did you did you consider yourself as uh how you say Puerto Puerto America Puerto Rican Puerto Rican Puerto Rican yeah Puerto Rican <laughs> so the, the the word of the day guys Puerto Rican um are you considering yourself like a Puerto Rican or more um as an American um I don't know like do you have this feeling about uh, going to 
explore the world and then bringing back all bringing back all the knowledge to to Puerto Rico or more about leaving the island I was working to live even in the island you know <laughs> because you you it's 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 big uh but it's small at the same time it's really paradoxical yeah like for me Puerto Rico is small but you know the like even though you go to the capital and I live like on the west side of the island so it's like okay. a three-hour trip to the capital like even though I go there I know people I have seen them so it's like that sort of type of island that I know everyone knows everyone yeah everyone knows everyone <laughs> so all the gossip can yeah. really pass <laughs> yeah you can hear it all and in my case when I was in analysis I did wanted to go out of Puerto Rico live out of Puerto Rico and everything but then when I started doing my bachelor and being on the different UN United Nations activities I saw like I need to stay in Puerto Rico do the change in Puerto Rico and I am when I did here, when coming here to do my bachelor, I was like, my mom asked me the same question. Do you want to stay there on earth or do you want to come back to Puerto Rico? What do you want to do? I was like, I want to gain experience on Arab because Arab have this sustainable social perspective that the United States doesn't have a lot. And that perspective, I want to bring it back to Puerto Rico. And I'm like this Puerto Rican girl that wants to travel the world, yeah. come back to her country. At least in Puerto Rico, we call ourselves, even like when we write, for me, when I write nationality or citizenship, I always write Puerto Rico, not the U.S., even though my passport says U.S., United, um, United States, but I always write Puerto Rico because I have Puerto Rico in my heart. Yeah. Sometimes it's very difficult, like people, when I say, oh, Puerto Rico, where's that? And I need to say Puerto Rico. It's like this sort of, Thing that I have in my heart also for us we call ourselves Puerto Ricanos that is Puerto Rican okay. or Boricuas because Puerto Rico is also known as Borinquen. Okay. Like it's like we call ourselves Boricua and <laughs> Latin America people and Caribbean people know us as Boricua. You're Boricua and I'm like yeah I'm Boricua. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's great and uh, like um, about this uh, I would say uh, cultural uh, attached cultural um, yeah, cultural love that you could have from your place. It, it sounds a little bit like um, uh, in Africa. Like my mom, she's from Senegal, uh, so on the west part of uh, Africa. And uh, I have many friends uh, from Senegal, from Niger, from Mali, from many places, and they are really into this. Like they grew up in the in Africa, in the in the city, uh, in the in the country, and then they they are going abroad to study. Uh, taking a good knowledge, they are coming into nice school when they get the opportunity. Um, and then always, if you ask them, I'm pretty sure 95% will answer, yeah, we want to go back then to Africa and bring it back like everything we learn and everything to help our communities. So it's about a lot about communities. I don't know if it's the same in Puerto Rico. Well, I think now it's more the same as uh, Senegal. Because before it was more to look for this big future on the U.S. But then we have a lot of catastrophic things like hurricanes and fast Hurricane Maria. And before, like if you compare the, the people back before, after 2017 and before are totally different people. Like now we have more empathy with the communities. We're more on the volunteering, um, working on the communities. And now it's like... A lot of people that went to the U.S. before Maria, uh, after Maria, now they were like, they came back to Puerto Rico and they were like, no, I need to stay on my country, work for my country. 
and see how the communities are and look for a social innovative things in our communities. It's clearly a point like uh, because you faced like some really hard moment with the, the Maria hurricane or all, all those all those country I think they it's like bringing a real like country conscious you know like you have a real conscious about being part of a group and is it your country you know it's your country and it's something maybe that we we are um, losing a little bit for my part in France where people I don't know if I know obviously many people friends and they say it's their country but if you ask even more to the young people uh, I think a lot of people are lost they don't know where is their really place where is their place they don't know where is the uh, their country and I think that we we need to inspire ourselves from your kind of culture that that's that's a great no, yeah, but I, I feel what you say because before I always saw Puerto Rico as an opportunity to study high school and then do my bachelor outside outside in the US. And it was like my mom told me like, why you don't do your bachelor here in Puerto Rico? And I was like, OK, I'm going to do my bachelor here and then go back to the US. And then I found out that why do I need to go to the U.S. if there's a lot of opportunities in different places, Latin America, Europe, Asia, like the U.S. is not like our whole thing. Like we can gain experience in other places. And that is when I feel that Puerto Rico, yeah. it's in my heart and I have Puerto Rican um, blood, like eight DNA. And it's like, yeah. no, I need to stay in Puerto Rico. <laughs> I, I can, I, I totally uh, can understand what you say. And it's it's crazy also because uh, guys you you can't see her but she she's from Puerto Rico but <laughs> she's laughing now uh, but yeah she's not so tan actually the the sun of Puerto Rico it's new to be really hot <laughs> you develop yeah. this kind of protection for the sun or maybe yeah if if you ask my mom my mom says that I like more mountains than yeah. the sun because. And in the mountains, there are a lot of shadows, so yes. I receive a lot of suns. But if you see my family, like on oh, my family, it's yeah, you off show color. Me last time you, yeah. you, you showed me. Yeah. yeah, my grandfather is a off color. Yes. And my grandmother too. And it's like, I'm the only one that is not tan. <laughs> and you see my brother, like if you put my brother beside me, you yeah. know it's my brother because my brother is very tan. Okay. It's like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I didn't take a lot of sun in Puerto Rico. <laughs> but it's the same for me because my sister are like more white uh, and I'm really like dark now, um, even more on the, on the summer. Uh, I turn really dark. Um, and I, and I get also this uh, fun fact about Brazil because here there is a lot of Brazilian people who came to Portugal and in Brazil it's like you have such a good mix like you have people you can find people really dark and then you can have a, an half tan people and some of people are really white and I like this kind of diversity uh, that you can find in those countries so it's good it's good yeah but, but you look like your mom <laughs> because you show me the picture of your mom it's you thank you it's, thank you. it's like you she like you know even if one day you you were like is it my mom or not yeah she's your mom she, <laughs> she looks like you <laughs> no in puerto rico <clears throat> we say they are we are trigueño because we have what's that mean trigueño it's like there isn't a word on on english but it's called that we are a mix of three cultures africans spain and we have the american so we have three cultures and we don't feel like we are from this specific culture so we mix the three of them in one word trigueño. it's like the type of color that we are a mix of type of colors or culture in one person 
I think it's the it's the vibes of Puerto Rico. It's the vibes because you can find everything. Um, you have this like uh, Spanish Latino vibe, but at the same time you have also this American uh, presence there. So I I I totally uh, see what you're what you're explaining and mm -hmm. about this like culture. I'm I'm a huge fan of food, uh, guys. That's why you need to taste something from <laughs> my country. So when when you are like uh, sharing something from your country, I also bringing something. So today. Uh, for you, I, I brought um, I brought little biscuits mm. from my place. Okay. Uh, so last time with the with Marcos, we had this we had this um, try with a, a biscuit. We are made literally 30 minutes from my home. So it's a huge brand in France, uh, getting like bigger on the past. Now it's going low, a little bit like low, but but it's it's really good called Boyer du Poitou. And for this time, guys, I bring to her. The Michel et Augustin biscuits. Okay. And they are tasting Comté. Do you know Comté? Mm -mm. You don't know Comté? No. Comté is a cheese. Comté, it's a really, really good cheese. So you have, you will have this experience. Guys, you will have the, 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 the live uh, reaction of, if she, don't if she doesn't like it. <laughs> yeah, guys, sorry, but I, I'm pretty sure you'll like it. So I'll let you grab one. Or even two. <laughs> oh, that's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> and I will grab one with you. Okay. And I'm waiting for your reaction. Okay. It's good. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. mm -hmm. <laughs> I really love cheese. So, oh, this cookies. No, it's biscuit, right? Yeah, it's a kind of salty cookies, you know. It's good, huh? How it's called? Like, I need to search <laughs> Do they do shipping? I think they are. I think they are. I'm pretty sure they are shipping worldwide. <sighs> Michel et Augustin, guys. And the flavor, it's Comté. It's mm. a cheese. Comté and uh, black pepper from Madagascar. Well, it's not bad to go to France. And yeah. <laughs> it's not bad. Yeah, it's really good. I will take another one. <laughs> and I will ask also for... Uh, uh, for, for money from Michel Augusta <laughs> sponsored this video. But it's really nice. Yeah. And do you have this kind of cheesy stuff in Puerto Rico or it's more, uh, what is the, the cultural food? I love because we do have cheese. It's not like a type of culture. I think it's more the Puerto Rican style because if there's raining and at night it's cold, we do this. If people laugh when I say, but we do hot chocolate, Puerto Rican hot chocolate. Okay. And then we cook cheese on the hot chocolate inside. No way. And we wait till it's melt. And then we eat the first the cheese. <laughs> really? Yeah. We eat first the cheese already melted. How, how you call it? Um, We call it chocolate caliente con queso. Okay. So it's like hot chocolate <laughs> with cheese. It yeah. doesn't have like this specific name. But every household do it. Like they okay. put hot chocolate, have the, they also put bread. So some people use bread, cheese. First they put the cheese, wait till it's melted. Then they eat it with a, with a spoon. Okay. Because it has the sweet, the salty flavor. And then they put the bread inside and dip it. They eat it and then they drink the hot chocolate. So it's like, that's why I love cheese okay <laughs> and my so, mom love it too <laughs> i i need to try this okay. so guys i will i will i will try well uh, i brought puerto rican um hot chocolate so okay so i can give it okay taste. so yeah. it's, it's it, we have an occasion to try guys i will try this her and i will put a 
picture on the Instagram account of the podcast. Uh, we will see. Uh, I will take a video. Then you will see the live reaction. <laughs> but you know, when when you speak about this mixing flavor, for me, it's make me think about the, um, you know, this huge uh, battle with the um, uh, the pizza, like Hawaiian pizza, with or without pineapple. You don't like? No, without pineapple. Okay, I'm no. I'm sorry. I think everyone will think I have a bad taste, but I fucking like the, <laughs> the pizza with pineapple. <laughs> it's really good. No, I have you ever tried? Yeah, I have tried. But in Puerto Rico, a pineapple it's like a very like we eat a lot of pineapple, okay. coconut, and everything. So it's a tropical fruit, and for us, like the pineapple, it's blurry. Okay, pineapple. so you don't mix it. No, but there are some people that really mixed it. It's yeah. not like you can see it a lot of, in a lot of restaurants, but in some places you see it. But guys, it's really it's really good. I don't understand. There is this French uh, cooker. If I remember, guys, tell me if I'm wrong. It was called Paul Bocuse. And he always say that um, the food need to have this salty and this sweetness at the same time. So that's why I, mi- I, I like the Hawaiian pizza. Uh, in France, we are also take it, take like um, cheese with a piece of bread with the baguette, okay. and uh, and little bit of uh, of jam. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I can die for it. It's really nice. You need to try. Okay, it's really nice. So you have the the, the you have the saltiness of the of the cheese, and you have the sweetness from the jam. It's really good. You have to try it. You never tried? No. Like I'm thinking, and we. It's like the crackers, normal crackers with a little bit of jam. And I, I feel the, the taste, like the salty and the sweet, but that specific, no, I haven't tried it. Okay, so another uh, occasion, <laughs> <laughs> another moment to try it. Um, and now speaking about this Puerto Rico, I want to ask you something. Because you say that you came from the UN Ocean Conference, mm. um, I'm also um, involved uh, on this uh, subject. Uh, through the company that I'm working with uh, with my dad on these water um, filtration systems. Like, are, are you bringing the problem that you are facing in your country with you and try to fix them here and coming back? And also the second question I have, it's as a, how you say, Puerto Rico citizen? Puerto Rican. Uh, are Puerto Rican, as a Puerto Rican, as a Puerto Rican? Puerto Rican. Puerto Ricans. Um, how you can maybe... Uh, have this entrepreneur mindset is it like turning about um, helping your community or uh, uh, what are you thinking about because you know in those country um, if you go from the north to the south you have you are facing like different uh, issues uh, you have uh, uh, some pros and cons everywhere uh, and I'm really now start to realize that people are really focused about their cons that they have on their place and the, the, the mindset that they are developing, the, the business idea that they can have, it's around it. Uh, so for you, um, do you have any inspiration from your country? Can you explain a little bit about it? Yeah, so in our case, I think it is more like you can see Puerto Rico and see it part of the of the United States. But in our, cl- in our case, there are places that there isn't any water. And people need to go to the rivers, like specifically on the mountains. People need to go to the rivers, like how you worked it on your company and your part and like with your dad. Um, It's the same as Puerto Rico. Like you have these people that live on the mountains, don't have access. 
to a lot of supermarkets. It's more local. What they produce, they eat it because they don't have like cars nor anything. And they need to go to the rivers, search for water and use that for taking a bath, for the household and everything. And for me, working with water and the in the land, I was born on land. Like for me, I always my household is um, on a farm. Okay. So I have worked with uh, the land. I have worked with cultivating. I fell in love with cultivating. Okay. And for me, like the importance of how you mix water with land, like everything that goes onto the land. Like for example, the water that falls on the land, they always go through little canals back to the rivers or back to the oceans. So it's like, it's a whole cycle. Like it goes up, then from the sky, it goes back to the mountains. Yeah. And then it's like a whole cycle, right? So for me, it's like very important to work with both of them because if you don't work with them, how you're going to still live on your land, how you're going to still live on Puerto Rico. And yeah, Puerto Rico has been taking this entrepreneurial mindset more now. I think it's more because of what of the catastrophic things that happened like 2017 there was a hurricane then we have a lot of earthquake on 2020 on 2021 2022 we have another hurricane so it's like we have passed through a lot of things that made us realize that if we don't work for our communities don't have this entrepreneurial mindset how is Puerto Rico going to, to, yeah, to go, right. keep going right so now Puerto Ricans have taken this whole mindset creating new social entrepreneurship businesses, doing more NGOs um, or doing more initiative that works within the communities. And for you, because we are getting to the point now, um, you presented in class a few <laughs> weeks ago uh, your project. We can say now it's not even a project. It's a, it's a startup, quite a huge um, innovation there. But I want to make always this entrepreneurship stuff some other people with another podcast are doing it really well the thing i want to explore with you it's more about your motivation and what inspired you so can you present really um in the easiest way as possible and also on the way that you like maybe your project and speaking about um as we started to do your motivation and inspiration for it So yeah, sure. Um, it's called Repurpose Coffee. In short and in Spanish, Rego. We use Rego. We use <laughs> discarded coffee grounds as the main for commercial products. Right now we are selling or developing a organic fertilizer made only of discarded coffee grounds. Where does this discarded coffee grounds come from? Coffee shops in Puerto Rico. And why we developed this? Puerto Rico is based Like we have a lot of different cafetales where the coffee is made, right? So Puerto Ricans always have liked coffee, the flavor and the vibe. So for us in our culture, coffee is essential. So we are, uh, we have, we are two co-founders in total three with me and we are coffee lovers. And then we were working on this methodology of developing social enterprises. They were like, what's the problem? and what happens here in puerto rico and then we focus on coffee because we are coffee lovers we were like oh you know the, about coffee this and that and we were like gosh do you know how much discard coffee grounds happen each time we drink a cup of coffee or on the coffee shops and we're like damn we need to work with that <laughs> and it's like we started looking for different um research about what to do with them 
I already had a farm. We love to work on the land, our culture. And we're like, how can we mix what we like with what we love? It's like, okay, let's do something based off discarded coffee grounds for the agriculture back in Puerto Rico. And it was a whole one year and a half, two years of developing the formula. And we created a, I, I can say perfect, but because for me it's perfect, <laughs> yeah. but it's like in the liquid organic fertilizer for farmers back at home. Okay, great. But wow, that's, that's a huge innovation. I, I like it a lot. Um, the thing I, I want to maybe uh, discuss about with you, um, it's okay, like most of our listeners, they are stud students, uh, they are maybe young professional, um, but yeah, they are between 22 and 30 years old. Mm -hmm. Even for the other people, it, it's not a, a closed podcast. But how did you manage the fact to have an idea and from this, this idea making a a real project like is it because today I discuss with many people and they are saying to me like hey I have an idea you know and for me the worst part of being a, uh, an entrepreneur is not the worst but the most difficult it's put it in action your ideas I had many ideas but they stayed ideas and maybe how, how did you move from this idea like having a coffee with your friend maybe on the weekend or after school chilling to going into action what 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 did you made like in terms of real like real action action speaking what did you made to make it happen so for put you in perspective about, uh, ju yeah. ju just before i want to offer you another biscuit oh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> guys we're really chill there <laughs> we have the air conditioner it's Ooh, really <laughs> cool. it's very chill so for put you in perspective when we started the business I was in my 20s, like I had 20s. I continued doing my bachelor in that year. I changed from career. I started on biology, chemistry career. Then I changed to business administration. And it was like a whole new thing because I already changed career. I started like my my new career on business administration. I had my all my classes. I also worked. So for me, it was like... Where did you work? Oh, I worked on... It's called Business Development Center. I work with NGOs and micro enterprises. So nice. I already had worked with different startups. And that's when my passion came in. Like to work on startup, develop my own startup. And also my co-founders were students. Like we were bachelor students. We have a lot of academic um, classes, uh, signatures and everything. So it was like, how can we manage it to put it in reality? And we started like meeting one, once a week. It were like, okay, this is the goal for the next week. With whom do we need to talk? What research did we need to do? Which are the partners we need to associate with that can help us in this um, in this road? And also, we started looking for different um, incubators and accelerator programs. For the difference, incubators is when you have an idea and you want it to develop to a startup. For accelerators, it's when you have any startup and you want to scale keep it. it or scale it, okay. right? So we were looking for different incubators and accelerators because we wanted to see if someone was doing like some sort of thing. We were like an idea and it took two years developing this idea because okay. it was doing the research, yeah. finding the partners, doing the collaboration with the different coffee shops to them to give us the, the raw material. Also, the investigation, like we 
try 25 prototypes of the product <laughs> before like getting the the real formula and for us the getting it to laboratory because we needed to measure what were the nutrients it had for the land and it was very costly that that's why we needed to participate in different incubators or do our own investment but we were yeah. students we yeah. didn't have like a whole investment to do it so we participated in different incubators that help us like in puerto rico in puerto rico okay. yeah to develop these grants and with the grants we paid like the the laboratory and also to say it clear like for the laboratory it was almost five thousand dollars to like measure every prototype we made because we needed to see if it had the nutrients so it wasn't easy like it was a long extensive one i think on the midpoint we were like do we want to continue like yeah. it's a whole new world we need to keep doing the formula. We don't have the specific formula. It was like, yeah, like we need to continue because yeah. we need to do the impact in Puerto Rico. Okay. And, and you were um, actually for the project here, when you started, you were already three or how it worked? Because today I want to ask you, um, you know, many people, they are like, okay, I want to do something. I have nice friends, everything, you know. For me, I am the ones who say, don't work with your friend. I, it's my, because of my, um, what I've learned from my experiences, um, I don't want to work with my friends because maybe of my personality or I don't know, but it's really difficult. So for you, did you had this friendship before or did you really came up with the, with like this ID who put in you friends, how it worked? Like how you choose the good person? How are you choosing? So in our case, we were friends. Um, we met on a student organization. That's why we we were on this um, place that uses a mythology for social enterprises. In that program, we needed to develop like a social idea. So that's why RECO came in mind. But we were friends, like we knew on the organization, but we didn't knew a lot on the personal style. So when we talked, we were looking for what each of us like and we could merge it. So we all were coffee lovers and that's how it came the friendship. But I think the important part in our relationship is that we divided what's friendship and what's business. Yeah. And we always put it clear that this is friendship and this is business. We didn't merge it. Like it was two whole divided worlds. And that's how what helped us do the the business on three on um, on three co-founders. It was from the start. For me, in my perspective and how I've seen the other startups, solo entrepreneurs most of the time doesn't work. Like, yeah, you don't need to have a specific co-founder that is your friend, but for me, you need to find your tribe. That person that you say, you know what? I want to do a business with that person because it can happen, you have the same mindset. You want to work on a specific thing that both of you like. So it's like, you can do it by friendship, but in friendship, you, you need to divide what's friendship and what's business. Or you can do it with a partner that you say, hey, we have this same idea, or we want to develop it, and that's it. For Because solo entrepreneurs, for in my case, I needed to work with agriculture, on the chemical part and I don't know that. Yes. So my co-founder had that yeah. expertise. That's so it's true, like yeah. we helped um, and we did the business to grow more faster because we had different type of expertise within the team. Of course, of course. And how, how did you, like, 
are you arguing sometime or is it like uh, really uh, uh, like um, you control the relationship or sometimes the emotion are like maybe blowing up? How is, how is how are you managing it? Because for my part, I'm working with my dad on the company, which is called Filtra Life Solution. Um, I will explain it later. I, I don't want so much to speak about it. But you know, um, yeah, I had this challenge about how to manage my emotion. Because for my part, my dad is older, so obviously he gets always right. Um, some, most of the time he is right. But uh, sometimes I'm really like uh, sure of my idea, you know what I mean? Sometimes could be could be hard because yeah, when you're sure of your ideas, everything, um, are you managing the ego? You know, this perspective of ego, everything, we have this also nowadays uh, in our master, we have a class called Entrepreneurship with Impact. So basically it's a course who is based like about having a project with a group. And um, most of the people, every time I discuss with them was like, how oh, I am supposed to find a good person, the right person. Um, uh, every time you are maybe trusting your glut, you know, uh, your feeling, but what, how are you managing it? Like, and you are searching about personality, ego, strong personality. Does it, does it, it does it will be a match or not? Um, for you, um, actually, uh, how are you managing this emotional part? Yeah. So in my team, I'm the younger one <laughs> ah. uh, out of three. And yeah, sometimes we clash, like okay. we crash, but it's not a lot of time. When we crash, it's more about our perspective and our professional mindset we have. Like the three of us have different expertise, different backgrounds, and when we started the business we were like okay the ones since we're three we have uh, the impair okay the one that gets two votes it's like the one we're going but then we saw that we took we may have taken the right decision because of two votes but the the one that didn't like agree with it have the have the right opinion or the yeah. right conclusion and then we started like when we disagree in something, we talked about our perspective and why do we disagree with that? And we were like, okay, then let's merge both of them to be like uh, the three the three of us to agree. And that's how we came to the conclusion like, okay, even though two agrees and whatnot, then we need to talk about it. Why one doesn't agree with it? Why, what's our perspective? And that's how we go. Yeah. And also our personalities, like I can... I, they say <laughs> I'm the funny type, but when you see me, I'm the serious person. I'm the, they say I'm the, the, the one that organized everything. <laughs> the one that has a critical analysis. Yeah. And then it's like, with us, you're not this new whole person. Very funny. Um, you like have this new whole perspective and we, imp we complement each one. I think that's the importance of the team. It's not like to look for someone that have the same personality of you, yes. but you said that it complement your personality. Yeah, you're right. Well, you're really right. Um, I hope it will help for some people who are maybe sometimes lost, having these issues. There is no problem. There is always solution. Uh, so I don't know if you want this expression. In France, we have many expressions for sometimes uh, no nothing. <laughs> but the, yeah, we, we have this. And the main, the main challenge after it it's really to, as you say, to support ourselves, uh, try to complement each other's 
uh, and making these teams because it's a team. It's a team. Uh, at the end, uh, if you are winning, you are winning as a team. If you are losing, you are losing as a team. But for the people who maybe have dubbed everything, just go, just go try. I think it's a, it's a, it's a nice now um, feedback that uh, you gave to us today. Uh, uh, nice lessons. Um, we, we are coming now uh, through the end of, of this episode. Um, but I want to ask you something. Can you give us maybe, it's, I just thought about it. Can you give us maybe two cities that we need to visit in Puerto Rico in case we want to go? And two artists that we need to listen. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the cities, I can say, well, you first will be arriving to the capital, that's San Juan. But if you like the more beach style and everything, I will recommend Rincon. Rincon. Rincon, that it's on the west side of the, the island, near mine, city, Mayagüez. And let's see, Rincon. And you can go more to the east part, Fajardo. Um, for me, those are the top places. Okay. I would recommend mine, Mayagüez, but we don't have beaches. So if you yeah. like beach, but if you like history, you can go to Mayagüez. Okay. If you like the mountains, you can go to the center of Puerto Rico. I know there's also um, Junque, El Junque, that is Junque. our rainforest in okay. Puerto Rico. So great. you can go there. Those are the top places. Okay, great. Now... Two, two artists. Two artists, obviously. Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. <laughs> Bad Bunny. And the other one, oh gosh, I forgot his name. He uh, put a song with Rosalia. Eh, Juan Leandro? Sí. Oh, it's from... Uh, Raul Alejandro, yeah. Oh. It's from Puerto Rico. I didn't know, but you have really good artists <laughs> there. Really good artists. They're making really nice songs, actually. Bad Bunny is the goat. Yeah, and also... Pedro Capo, he was the okay. one that did Despacito. So ah, oui. if you have heard Great. that song. Yeah, I think everyone <laughs> I've heard. But well, so if you're looking for a nice music uh, culture, food culture, but also um, a nice place to chill, you definitely need to go to Puerto Rico, to Puerto Rico. Well, muchas gracias a todos mis amigos de Puerto Rico. Thank you for inviting <laughs> me to this awesome podcast. I can say that I have enjoyed all of this time. The other two podcasts I have heard. So if you haven't heard the other two podcasts, please go out on Spotify, on the <laughs> music to hear this two other podcasts that are as same as awesome as this one. So thank you, Auguste, for having me here today. Thank you. Bye-bye. Ciao. And it's the end of this Global Use Chronicle episode. I hope that you had a really nice moment with us and that you liked it. We encourage you to share the inspiring story with your friends, with your family. Follow us on Instagram for more updates and keep the inspiration flowing. And until next time, guys, keep living your own remarkable journey. Au revoir.